Welcome back to another lightning round Woo -hoo -hoo. here that on went so fast. Ask Livlean TV. Lots of questions, lots of good answers. Enjoy the show. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Hashtag Ask Livlean TV. We're going to keep up with the lightning rounds here. So we got 20 questions. Last week's episode got a little bit longer than what we wanted. So we're going to try to keep it tight. So um, if you guys are new to the show, thank you for joining in. This is our show where we take your questions on social media when you hashtag them, ask Live, Live Lean TV. Yeah, so when you can with put the, the hashtag. <laughs> with the hashtags, so you can put them on Twitter, you can hit up uh, Snapchat, on Instagram, or on Facebook. Ask us anything fitness, nutrition, life related. You yeah. guys be creative with the questions we like you know, unique ones. We are an open book. So yes. I think we should jump right into the show. First question on Snapchat from Sarah Smile1984. What type of underwear are most comfortable for ladies and men to work out in? Or, yeah. do, or do some go commando? <laughs> I personally don't go commando. I personally do go commando. Yeah, but you wear tights though. So that's sort of like underwear. Yeah. He uses underwear or he uses tights as underwear. I personally like to wear thongs. Is that too much information? TMI. I don't think I don't so because we just you asked. We just said that we're an open book. So. Yeah, you asked. So I wear thongs. thongs. I don't have a particular brand that I like. I have several brands. I don't even know what they are. Victoria's Secret. It's fine. <laughs> and like I said, I wear either tights, and if I don't wear tights, I'll wear compression underwear underneath. Yeah. Um, so that's that's what I do keeps the keeps the boys in check. So I do have some pairs of underwear that don't work out for workouts, like the ones I was wearing yesterday. Remember, I was like, they're getting, <laughs> they're just not working out. But I couldn't tell you which ones. I don't know. So let us know if you have a favorite. Okay, Dahlia Milan Vela says, "Hello from Mexico. Do you consider Hatha yoga a good weight loss workout?" Uh, the thing with Hatha, what you you would know more about Hatha yoga. Like, what what form of yoga is Hatha? Like, what makes it well, Hatha? I would say I don't know. I don't consider really any form of yoga to be a weight loss workout. Yeah. So I'll just tell you right there, any category of yoga, I don't consider it. The purpose of it is not weight loss. It's not advertised to be weight loss. Yoga is really supposed to be more of like a mind body connection, like a spiritual type of practice. A lot of people use it for flexibility, for relaxation, stuff like that. That's what I personally use it for. When it comes to fat loss, the type of workouts in the programs that we write are the ones that we recommend for fat loss, like specifically for fat loss. So I would say if fat loss is your goal, I wouldn't turn you towards yoga to accomplish that, whether it's Hatha or Vinyasa or Bikram or whatever type it is, all types of yoga. I don't know, I would not put in the fat loss category. Yeah, it comes down to what your goal is and then yeah. we will steer you in the right direction. So it's not saying that we don't want you doing yoga. It's saying that if fat loss is your primary goal, you can build yoga in, but your yeah. primary focus when you work out and train should be fat loss oriented. Yeah. Uh, like liveleanafterburn.com is the style training that I would put you on. Or Livlean formula for women, specifically designed for women, but a very similar type of training to afterburn. Yeah. So we burn calories during the workout and then we increase the afterburn to burn calories even after the workout based on the exercises and the modalities that we use in the workout. That's the features but of it. But just one like quick tip for you guys. I know this isn't your question but when it comes to fat loss if you don't figure out your nutrition and kind of like dial in your know what your calories are know what your macros are then a lot of your exercise efforts are going to be I don't want to say wasted just not as fast it's as not what? as effective yeah, yeah exactly. nutrition comes first when it yeah. comes to fat loss right 
Okay, next question on YouTube from Chaya says, can I train just one area or predominantly one area or would it be harmful for my body? For example, if I wanna grow glutes, would it be okay to do lower body workouts, let's say three times a week and maybe just one week of total body workouts? Okay. Or one day of total body workouts. So three times a week on lower body, one time per week Just glutes, upper. yeah. Yeah, honestly, that's fine. There's no kind of rule that says you can't do it that way. I always recommend for you guys that you train specifically for what goal you want to achieve. So if your number one thing, the only thing you care about is growing them glutes, then use the priority principle, train glutes more often. So I would say there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. If you get to the end of that phase of training and you're like, wait a minute, now my glutes are strong and toned AF, but the upper body is like completely weak and lacking, then yeah. you may want to like rework a little bit and do more full body. So I would say see how the results go and your training should be based on what result you want to see. So how's your uh, buildabuttnow.com program set up? Yeah, Buildabutt is a great six-week program where you can learn the best exercises to really sculpt around juicy booty. Um, that program is focused only on butt, so I do recommend for those who want full body results and you want to see results from head to toe that you pair that with another program because the butt workouts are like 30 minutes about they don't take a full hour they're shorter and they're done with body weight so you can do them at home so i do recommend pairing that with another full body program to get great glutes and a great body overall but the program is so that you can do it alone if that is your main goal Okay, Celeste737 says, Hi, Brad and Jess. Thanks for all the awesome videos. Haven't missed a single one. I have a question for my mom. She's in her mid-50s and has feet issues. Used to walk on a treadmill every day for a year or two and loved it, but eventually became unable to go very far without her feet hurting her, even with prescribed orthotics she had for at least 15 years. So what cardio exercises do you recommend? Not just for age, but for beginners with foot arch support problems. Yeah, I mean, the first thing that came to mind when you just read that question mm. was swimming. Yeah. So a lot of times people don't think of swimming as a form of exercise, mm -hmm. it just doesn't come to mind. They think of what exercise machines can At I use? Gym. Yeah. <laughs> swimming in the water will get you shredded. Like yeah. it'll, you'll, like the fat will sizzle off because going through water is a lot more difficult than just going, you know, through the motions on an exercise yeah, machine. Yeah, stepping, but, yeah, walking but, like but, in your daily life. But yeah. some people just don't have access to a pool or it's not as convenient because their gym doesn't have a pool. I mean, let's be real. You got to get wet. You got to put a bathing suit yeah, on. I it's, mean, it's a little bit intimidating. I get that. But I've gotten great results from swimming in times when I couldn't do, you know, like if I had a foot injury, knee injury or whatever, I'd get in the pool and the results are amazing. But I would encourage your mom to think outside the box. And by that, I mean, think outside the gym, get out of the house. I mean, I don't know where you guys live in, but even if you live in a cold climate, she can suit up with a lot of uh, warm gear and go for outdoor hikes, outdoor walks, stuff like that. Um, I do understand the foot injury and stuff. I would have her treat that first. Obviously that's gonna be key to get well before she... Yeah, no Band-Aid remedies. Right. Like, let's figure out what the problem is. Yeah, figure out the root of the problem, see a professional if she really needs help, and then she should be spending her daily uh, attention energy on fixing the problem before just trying to, like, do cardio. Yeah, and then the other, th quickly, the other thing is, it sounds like she's doing long endurance stuff, like long walking. Like, we could put her on a hit style program and just because she's older maybe she's beginner doesn't mean you can't do hit like well she's 15 years in so it's that's not actually a no beginner, but you guys. people Hate like to break it to you but, but people, 15 years of exercise is not but people just think yeah. hit can't be done because i'm a beginner yeah. like it's all relative like hit to some people maybe jogging 
and then walking. Yeah, like exactly. hit to some people, maybe doing jumping jacks, mm -hmm. then stopping. Like it's, we can find a way that yeah. works for you. Another thing could be is rowing. So the row machine. So I've done videos on the row machines. Um, there's plenty of things that you can do, but like Jessica said, the best yeah. thing for you to do is find out the issue first, fix it, and so then you can uh, keep yeah. going. We would like you guys to think of HIT as higher intensity interval training instead of high intensity. Like don't think it has to be at the level we would work, you know? Whatever's high for you may not be high for us, but it's still high for you, yeah. you know, or for your mom. So, you know, if she could just do exercises at that, like little, just think higher intensity. It doesn't have to be like through the roof. Like for, uh, quickly, <laughs> rather than doing a burpee, lay down flat on the ground, like out, like stretch out, stretch out flat on your back, stand up, back yeah. down on the ground. That is high, again. that's yeah. high intensity your for some people. Your heart rate will go. Like yeah. my heart rate will even go up by just doing that. Mm -hmm. So like that's Even sit down, stand up, sit down, stand yes. up. That would get you. Like, so high intensity is relative to your exercise, yes. um, your fitness level. Your so, fitness level. Um, mm -hmm. I would have her do more high intensity interval trainings, shorter period of time, 20 minutes, rather than long three hour, two hour walks, wherever it is, to mm -hmm. give her feet a rest. Yeah, okay, next question from YouTube from Shelly McCarthy says, does your program work for teen or preteens, 12 to 14 year olds who need to lose weight? Our programs would work for anybody of any age, but I'm sure if you've watched this Q&A show before, we're always recommending that if you are a teenager, if you're under 18, that you not worry about your fitness level just yet. You just exercise by playing sports, having fun, doing outdoor activities instead of like specific prescribed workouts. I understand if you are like a competitive athlete at that age and it may be different, but then at that point you'd be working one-on-one -on -one with a coach who's guiding you. Um, if you are just, you know, 14 and you find yourself overweight and, you know, uncomfortable with your shape and everything, then I would say focus on eating healthier food types. Um, and just getting more active by walking more, riding your bike more, swimming more, playing more sports, stuff like that. And that will help your weight come down. Save the intense exercise programs and um, intense nutritional dialing it in, I would say, for your adult life. Yeah, but, you know, there is like a, there is some of our programs that young people can do. Yeah, like I mean, body, lean 15 Body weight great. stuff is what I'm thinking of. It's yeah. like... Kids are doing this in gym class, or they yeah. should be doing it in gym class. They should class. be, if gym class even exists so anymore. So if I had to recommend one of our programs for your 12 to 14 year old, it would be livelean15.com. Yeah, that Basically, you hit play, you work out right alongside me, there's no weights, it's only body weight, and you basically just watch the TV if you put it up on your TV and you just follow along with me. So that's yeah. the one I would recommend, yes. or your, it's on your computer, like it's a digital download program. No gym membership required. Yeah. You can do this from your living room, from your bedroom. It's all like, you know, you follow along with the video. And you guys should do it as a family together. Like I think it'd be really cool. So um, I recommend you go do that, and when you do it, take a video and snap us back or um, tag us on Instagram or something because I would love to see the whole family doing livelean15.com, like just the kids, the parents. I think it'd be really cool. So, And you guys know we have a kid now and we're our kid is probably going to be doing, you know, our type of workouts oh. at a really young age. So you guys will get to kind of see that. But I would never like make my kid stick to any intense workout program like that before she's 18. Like that's just my personal feelings on things. So you don't have to agree with that, but that's what I recommend well, as your coach. If Kyle is going to be an Olympic gymnast, we're, we're going to yeah, have her. But like, that's it what depends I'm on what the goal is. But, but you guys get the point. Different. I would hire her a coach at let's, that point. Let's move. Okay. So Jafar says, did you guys ever try to try goose or kangaroo meat? 
And are you going to do any trip outside of the USA this year? <laughs> uh, goose or kangaroo? Not no, me. It's not, not to say that I wouldn't. You would eat um, goose and If kangaroo? I was in an area that had, you know me, like when I go to restaurants and I see something unique on yeah. there, I'm like, I gotta try that because yeah, I'm you're not gonna. I'm not gonna cook it at home because we don't have access to it. So I would. And what was the other question? Is, is a kangaroo an endangered species? Like I, I don't not, know. not not in Australia. It's not. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> are you gonna do any trip outside of the USA this year? Yes, uh, we are. Well, we're going to Canada. Yeah, that counts, though. <laughs> we'll go, I, I just think Canada is like just a part yeah. of... And we may actually end up in Mexico at some point. Oh, yeah, Mexico, see. too. And uh, we don't have any plans for Europe or beyond, but you never know. I would Life love to. Crazy. It could yeah, I mean, we have a kid now, so it's harder for us to travel, but yeah, I definitely want to get like a Livling world tour going on so we oh, visit so cool. all different areas. So. That'd be so cool. Next question from Brittany McComas on... YouTube says, was wondering how to eat all my macros when I never have much of an appetite and only feel like eating twice a day. Please help. I gained weight due to excessively drinking alcohol and overeating while buzzed. But now that I no longer drink, I don't eat nearly as much. I've lost 25 pounds and now eat healthy and work out. I have 65 more pounds to lose and don't want to plateau. That's Thanks. Great. Love you both. That's amazing. Well, congrats on the success so far. I mean, that's yes. awesome. And like you pretty much hit the nail on the head there. The problem with alcohol is usually when people yeah. are buzzed, they make really poor food decisions. And that's then, when all of a sudden cheesy nachos and yeah. pizza and all these. And then hung over yeah. the next day, they have the yeah, grease, grease meal to yeah, make them exactly. feel better. So that's why alcohol it really does a lot of times lead to weight gain. I'm not saying alcohol always leads to weight gain, but it can for people, especially who have that, those kind of tendencies like you mentioned. So um, how do you eat all your macros when you don't have much of an appetite? My advice would be to train your metabolism yeah. to be faster. So that means eating um, fewer meals more frequently. And as you get all your macros in each day, it will take a, a couple of weeks of adjustment. I usually tell my new clients who are working with me one-on-one -on -one with Living Custom Coaching that your appetite at first, you'll feel really stuffed when you eat all the food that I tell you to eat. You'll feel really stuffed. And then about a week or two weeks later, you're gonna feel super hungry because yeah. all of a sudden your metabolism is like, oh, okay, now we're burning fat, you know? And then you go through a period where you level out and you're okay and the, the uh, maintenance calories are the right amount for you. So I would say push through that hump. It's hard, it will take you a few weeks of adjustment until your maintenance calories feel like the right amount. At first they'll feel like too much, then they'll feel like too little, and then they'll feel right. So just trust us that you will get to that level off point and maintain your weight forever. But when you have a lot of like highs and lows and fluctuations, your metabolism is just like freaking out, like super confused on whether it should be burning fat or storing fat or what's going on here. So I would say get consistently on your maintenance calories, what you want your maintenance for your goal weight to be, make sure it's for your goal weight and then stay there. All right. <laughs> Was that too long? The lightning <laughs> round, people, the lightning oh, round. I can't, I can't do short <laughs> answers, I just can't. Okay, next question. Okay. so. Annabelle Dickerson, 35, female, Texas. What is your opinion on doing refeed days during a long extended period of being in a calorie deficit? I love refeed days, um, yeah. but just make sure that at the end of the week you, or just make sure that if you're doing a refeed, you actually are in a calorie deficit mm -hmm. before the refeed. Like yes. so many people, like they go over a board 
um, they'll do a refeed and day. And they may not be in a deficit. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like maybe they're at the end of the week, they're only in like a 300 calorie deficit or whatever. Then they have a $2,000 or $2,000 <laughs> excess refeed day. So only that's- $2,000 dinner. That's, that's one of the problems with the whole, um, you know, eating healthy through the week and then having one cheat meal. If the cheat meal is just blows them out of the water- Then it's not gonna work. It's not gonna yeah. work. Um, but the idea, if you do it right, yes, the refeed day can help replenish um, yeah. refuel your body, get the leptin going, like then help, totally. you know, stoke up that metabolism yeah, again. So totally. we do uh, recommend it. Yeah, so all for it, but only when it's done right. Yeah. Okay, next question on YouTube from Aaron O'Loughlin. Um, I'm a woman, 5'7", 145, 20% body fat. I feel I'm too muscular and I actually want to lose mass. What would your advice be for someone like me? Online it says just do cardio, cardio, cardio and cut calories. Any other advice? <laughs> I like to cut on my thighs, obviously not my butt, and my arms and abs. I know you may say to try to lose a bit more fat, but I still feel like if I lose five pounds of fat, I'll be too bulky. Five percentage? Yeah, you five pounds. Five pounds yeah. of fat? Um, okay. So yeah, the cardio, 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 and cut calories advice, I would say, no, thank you. That not is not what I would do. Yeah, it's absolutely not sustainable because if you did things that way, yeah, I mean, it might you might get results, but are you going to continue that for the rest of your life to maintain that now like slim, non-bulky physique? No, you need to figure out a lifestyle level of eating and exercise that you can continue on forever that also gives you those results you want. So I, if I was coaching you, I would take a look at what are your current macros and calories? Um, do they match your actual um, body size and, and goal. weight goals? Yeah, exactly. Do your calories match your goals? That would be the number one thing I would look at. I would also look at your macro percentage breakdown and see if any adjustments need to be made there. Um, and then as far as exercise, I would have you training in a more athletic style. Um, so not necessarily that you would be losing muscle, you'd maintain your muscle, but it would be like lean, dense, tight muscle instead of like the puffy kind. Does that make sense? So that's what I would do if I was your coach. Um, I do recommend you hire a coach because in situations like this where things are hazy and you don't quite understand what you're doing wrong, a coach is someone who sweeps in, takes a look at the overview of things, and has like those ideas that yeah, can really be a game changer. Takes the guesswork out of it. Yeah. So it's like, like here, tell you what to it's do. It's like here's your plan. Now you go execute. So you yeah. walk into the gym knowing you don't have to think about it. You just do. And mm -hmm. that's the thing that we try to get you guys that mindset shift is like get on a plan. Mm -hmm. Then you just have to put in the work. Like Absolutely. all the all the ideas behind it are done by us or whoever your coach yeah, is. Yeah, sometimes it's just not obvious. When you're looking at your own self, you just don't see it as clearly as someone from the outside would see it. Okay, next question. Okay, so um, Du Quang Hui says, I'm a member of Afterburn program. Can you tell me some foods and exercises which may help me to increase my height? I'm 19 years old now and I'm a bit afraid that squat too much may reduce my height. All Thanks right. Thanks for answering. All right. So good job on joining uh, Livlean Afterburn. Yeah. So um, unfortunately, my man, exercises to get your height up. It's uh, to increase it's one of those myths, like unless you yeah. get unless you get on one of those things that they those machines or just stretches you out, like. But no, I'm I th I think he's asking, is there any truth to that idea that weightlifting can stunt your height? 
I don't think so. I, think he's I mean, still there's there's an idea behind it that if you put a bar on your back that's heavy, it can compress your spine when you're yeah. young. There is a thought thinking behind that. Do I you can't, think it's true? I can't tell you for I like don't I don't so. I can't cite stu study X Y Z from college of this that it happens. Like, and how could you ever really know I, if that happened as an adult? You know, would you really know that your height is because you weight lifted? Yeah, I, I think I, if you're short, you're just short. That's and, what I'm saying, yeah. man. Get get change up the mindset, like. This is the genetics that you were dealt with when it comes to height. Yeah. It's not something that you can switch or, you know, whatever you, you need to do. Like, it is it is the cards that were dealt to you. Like, I wish that, uh, you know, everybody wishes there was something different about themselves. But, unfortunately, you got to do what you got to do. So, just, you're on yeah. Afterburn. It's a great program. Keep on that and uh, can't wait to see your results. You can absolutely change the way your physique looks, but unfortunately height is kind of something that is predetermined. And your bone and structure is, yeah, and everything is else. what it is. There are some things that fitness can't change, guys. I know fitness can do a lot. <laughs> we can absolutely transform the way you feel about yourself, the way you look, the way you carry your body, but we can't change your height, your hair color. Well, maybe a salon could change your hair color, yeah. but you know, your face, like there's just certain things about you that are just you, you know? So embrace it, be proud of yourself and however tall you are and just do the best that you can with that body creating a killer physique. Next question from Snapchat from Wine Rules. If you worked an office job and didn't pack a lunch due to no lunch break, what snacks would you pack on a daily basis to ensure you're getting enough protein? I'm taking things like carrots, hummus, boiled eggs, almonds, and apples. Need some inspiration, please. Plus, my protein intake seems low, even though I'm having a protein smoothie before I leave. Okay. Um, we've answered this before about like packing protein because everyone wants to know when you're traveling, stuff like this, how do you get protein. The protein snacks that we put in our cookbook are a great option. We have homemade protein bars, homemade cookies, homemade yeah. brownies, homemade donuts. Stuff like that is what I would personally do if I was out of the house working in an office and needed to get my protein goals up. You can also make yourself like a tuna salad or a chicken salad and kind of pack that to go. It's actually easier than you think. Um, yeah, and then the only other thing that I can think of is beef jerky. So mm -hmm. um, there's but options the out there. That are good too. When it comes to protein, you gotta prep, you gotta prep your food. So mm -hmm. that, that's it. Next question. I would say eat the same meals that you would normally eat at home. Just put them in a Tupperware. Okay, so Vicki Clark says, is there a certain brand of almond milk that you drink? The ones I find have lots of chemicals. What's the best? Yeah, there, there are some chemicals in them. So. Yeah, so um, we tend to make it or we buy it. So From the Costco, the Costco Kirkland brand yeah, is actually you... better than the Silk brand, just so you guys know. Yeah. It has fewer chemicals. Homemade almond milk is the very best, but let's be real, it's not the most convenient. Um, so yeah, that's what we like is the Costco brand. Okay, next question on Snapchat uh, from Spizna. Hey, Brad and Jess, I recently started a new job. Sometimes it's mainly just desk stuff, and sometimes I'm required to walk three to four miles a day. I won't know what I'll be doing until I get to the office and I'm assigned this specific, specific task. On top of that, I hit the gym around 6.30. Once I leave the office, I lift weights. I'll join a group exercise class five to six days a week. I was thinking about bringing homemade trail mix to the office, leaving it at my desk just like I saw you guys on your vlogs. Um, in order to balance my caloric intake. My question is what time should I snack on it and what could be the right portion? Okay, um, well time meal timing is less important than yeah. your overall daily total So I wouldn't worry about what time I would say just go for Get whenever you're hungry. Yeah, yeah. Um, And then what would what else was it? How can he 
what portion what would be the right portion that also depends on your overall total of your daily of your meals so i would say write down everything you're having for a day total up the macros and calorie counts of everything and then that'll determine if you need a quarter cup a half a cup because i don't know what your goals are i don't know what your daily yeah, totals so are what other meals you're eating we so. i did a video series on how to calculate your calories and how to calculate your macros go to our youtube channel search for that video and mm -hmm. um figure it out yeah okay so um Ask Living TV. Hi, Jess and Brad. I'm big into cycling. I cycle at least four times a week for 30 to 90 minutes, usually with efforts 8 to 10 uh, to 10 out of 10. Then I have one alternative day where I normally do some upper body and ab workouts. I'm 5'1", 126, been tracking macros for about two months at 1,300 cals, 40% uh, protein, 40 fat, 20 carbs. What advice would you give a keen cyclist whose goal is performance in road cycling to shed the last few pounds of stubborn fat? Yeah, so um, it's one of those things like you're saying your goals is performance and it's to shed body fat. So one of the things when people who do a lot of cardio, especially cyclists, mm -hmm. and you say sometimes you're doing up to 90 minutes, that's quite a bit. There's a little mm -hmm. bit of stress on the body there if you do that a lot of times through the week. So you can put, put too much cortisol through your body, which is that stress hormone, because you're not getting enough recovery, mm -hmm. which can then lead to stored belly fat. So this is like, they're kind of like opposing things. So um, if your overall goal is performance, keep doing, in cycling, keep doing what you're doing. If you want to get rid of the belly fat, then I would cycle back, cycle back, <laughs> cycle back. Um, cut back on some of that cycling, focus more on strength training, and um, I would just reposition how you're training, your time in the gym. Um, and I know we're not going to get too deep in this, but just to give you a quick heads up, 1,300 cows for someone who's 126 pounds and 5'1 sounds a little bit low. 5'1 is not that short. Especially for that amount yeah, of activity. Yeah, especially for an athlete. So yeah. I'm just giving you a heads up there. That could be part of the reason why you have that belly fat is your metabolism is like slow. Yeah, I like so that So I would point. say eat more food. Okay. Okay, JRBG from Snapchat. Uh, my name is Joan and I love your YouTube videos. I've learned so much from them, but I have a question. I would love to lose my fat in my stomach area and gain muscle mostly on my glutes. So to, do I need to be go on a calorie surplus or deficit? So to gain and lose at the same yeah. time. Okay, I would say for people who want recomposition, I normally recommend maintenance calories. Yeah. That way you ensure that you're neither in a surplus nor a deficit. You're just where you want to be. And then your focus is just on burning fat and building muscle, which is going to come more down to your, your workout your style. Your training program. Yeah, your training program. Yeah, so, so I'd say build the glutes and also do fat loss type cardio. So yeah. get on a program that is designed for glutes, yes. build a butt right there, <laughs> and if your goal is um, a little bit more to build the glutes as opposed to lose the belly fat or to lose the body fat, maybe be in a little calorie surplus, like maybe one to 200 calories a mm -hmm. week, um, but if it's if it's more focused on losing weight, maybe be in a calorie deficit of one to 200, but Yeah, so you can training, decide which goal is of most importance yeah, to you. Exactly. So, yeah, exactly. Okay, so Ace Schultz 13 hi, Brad and Jess, personal hygiene question. Do you use your own homemade <laughs> toothpaste or do you buy it? And if so, what brand? We actually use toothpaste. different toothpaste. Yeah, we do. Um, <laughs> we have different preferences. So I use like what you would say, quote unquote, a naughty toothpaste. Naughty? Be yeah, yes. because chemical I, toothpaste. Because I like the flavor of it. I like how it makes my, my uh, mouth feel like the- So fresh. Yeah, so fresh. And I like it that it's a whitening toothpaste. So I use like a Crest whitening you're so naughty and, and yeah. i use like tom's like organic uh yeah organic toothpaste i mean to me it's still minty the ingredients mm. are a little bit like healthier it's like not so many chemicals and yeah. it doesn't give you that like 
like crazy fresh, you know, like it's fresh enough for yeah. me, but it's not like that extreme freshness. I like to be crazy fresh yeah. with my breath. So I like to, like I've used that one because like obviously Sometimes I would rather, you run out and you use mine. I would rather use a healthier toothpaste, um, but I go with performance over health yeah. when it comes to toothpaste. You know what guys, I think it's such like a minor detail. I wouldn't worry about it, yeah. but you asked, so we're telling you. Okay, next question on Snapchat from Dex2Real says, what are your thoughts on rack pulls? Okay, um, I would ask you, what are your goals? What are you hoping to achieve? Like if you wanna put them in your program, I would ask you, why? Um, I love rack pulls. I'll be mm -hmm. give you the honest answer. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm personally not gonna do them because they're not part of my goals. But, but rack pulls are a great booty building exercise. I guess so, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't put them in my top list of like you know. There's other things I'd rather be doing. Yeah, just I don't to know. Be honest like, with you, I would like they're because it's a hip hinge exercise. So, yeah, um, but it's like more for power and strength than for like hypertrophy. Well, you no, know? you get an incredible um, contraction in your glutes when you drive forward. Like, but that's what I'm saying. It's like a power exercise. Yeah, I don't you know. You know what I mean? So that's just like as a chick who's not like trying to be ultra powerful. I just want to build that nice round booty. Yeah. I'd rather do something like hip thrusts or lunges, you know. Yeah, so it does, it depends yeah. on what depends your, goal on your goal is, um, yeah. but it's good for the lower back as well. Yeah. And uh, overall structure, core, so I like it. We have the, if you don't know what rack pulls are, we have a video in our exercise database, mm -hmm. uh, our other YouTube channel that you can go check out and do them. Okay, so uh, Spisna says, what can be a great snack to sneak in at the movies if my daily calorie requirement has already been met? I was thinking about diced celery for crunchiness. You guys rock. Yeah, that's actually... Celery a, was like the first thing that came to mind. So celery, like, celery. Um, it might drive the people nuts in the <laughs> yeah. there. Um, but I would, I would do like celery and uh, salsa. <laughs> yeah, that's a good idea. Or carrots and salsa. That was one salsa. of my late night snacks from that late night snack video. Yeah. So when you've already fulfilled your macros and you still need to put something in your mouth, pickles is a good one. And you could take pickles with you. Another one is green tea. So bring a nice soothing uh, yeah. cup, of, cup of green tea into the movie yeah. theater with you because I find that can calm with the... Um, cucumbers would be, be excellent also dipped in that salsa. That would be really good if you like spicy or you could just eat the cucumbers plain. But yeah, I think those are my like two favorite. Celery and cucumbers are like my top like low, no calorie, you know, and something, post macro fulfillment. And something snacks. to add some salt to it, add some sea salt to it. So yeah. you get the crunchy salt, kind of tastes like a potato chip would be. So give those you a try. You can put other spices from your spice Yeah, cabinet. like garlic. Yeah. Okay, so um, Profit3 says, when you're tracking your sugar intake, do you track the sugar from fruit as well? Yes, no, you do. No, you don't. What? Because if you have like a sugar limit, like I, I'm thinking you're probably going by like the recommended 25 grams of sugar per women per day or whatever. Oh, uh, well, that's added sugar. Well, no, guys. like it. Are you talking about carbs? Maybe, maybe I thought that I you meant the carbs. Okay, but not I, the grams of sugar. When I read that, or when I heard you say that, I just initially thought carbs. <laughs> I thought we were gonna have a fight here. Because we get that question so many times. Yeah. Like, should oh, I the count carbs? Absolutely. So, should I count calories from fruit? And yes, yes. you count calories but from fruit. But the grams of sugar hells no. But it's not um, added sugar. It's different. Yeah. So um, that's a good point. I, I kind of misread what you said there. I was like. Just because we get that question all the time. I got you all flustered. He's like, wait, what? Yeah. So but maybe he did mean it that way. Well, maybe you did. And I'm just going to give you the two answers. If you're talking about carbs, yes. If you're talking about added sugars, no. What about if the sugar is from fruit juice? Oh, where there's juice no fiber. Juice is another story. Yes, absolutely. That's a really, I'm glad you brought that up because that's a good See, point. See, I a redeemed lot of people, myself. Yeah, a lot of people <laughs> don't realize there's a big difference between fruit juice yeah. and fruit, actual fruit. 
because if you drink like an eight ounce glass of orange juice, guess how many oranges are in that? Like just go squeeze an orange and tell me how much comes out. It's not eight ounces. Very concentrated. So it's very concentrated. I definitely would count the juice sugar, even if it is like naturally pressed, fresh juice. pressed. Yeah, like even if you're getting it from like one of those trendy juice shops, it's still juice, yo. And there is more than, there's more food in that cup than you could eat in one sitting. All right, last question of the show from Emily Jane 109 from Snapchat. She says, what are some sustainable ways to lower and maintain low body fat percentage? I'm fit, strong, and athletic, but want to be leaner. Haha. <laughs> Sustain the most sustainable way to get your body fat percentage low and keep it that way is to have your diet on point. And that means you've done the work, you've dialed it in, you understand how many calories you need to maintain your goal weight and you do it consistently. And I think what's even more, I mean, yes, like that's step one, but then to take it even a step further, it's to be able to eyeball food. So you're yes. not living life With on a, a scale. scale. Yeah. And that's at the point that we're at, and that's at the point we're trying to get you guys at, yes. is take the time in the beginning, spend a week to two weeks measuring your food so you can just get the understanding. I can't stress this enough, that education yes. to me in the beginning was a game changer. Mm -hmm. me a too. game changer. Mm -hmm. I did not enjoy doing it. Nobody no, does. Nobody does. But <laughs> it's like your homework. You put in the work up front and then you get a good understanding of it. Then you can be like, okay, I'll put a chicken breast in here and I know how much is pretty much there. I can put like some nuts in it. I can put some mm -hmm. dressing or something on it. I can have a slice of toast if I want because I know like what's in it. Yeah. Um, it's the beauty of it when you know, when you can look at a food and just estimate the macros of it. It's a game changer, but you gotta put yeah. the work in in the beginning. Do you guys wanna know what happens with almost every single coaching client that I take on? Almost every single time. I bet you can predict it. Which macros are they overeating on? Well, obvi. Carbs. And which ones are they always under eating? Always. I've never to this date had a client who's actually eating the proper amount of protein. So there you have it. <laughs> If you are confused about what might be wrong with your diet, I can already tell you. Yeah, You're probably doing too much carbs and probably not enough protein. Yeah, it's obvious. It's so freaking obvious, but until you actually measure your foods that you eat throughout the day, you will not get it right because nobody does get it right on accident. Like very rarely have I ever had a client who I give them a custom plan and they're like, oh, that's how I already eat. Nope, it's usually different. Or, yeah, okay. No, I was just going to go on another little tangent there. <laughs> let's not. Let's close the show. <laughs> Let me just leave it this way. That some people, some clients, for some reason, they give you this rundown that their They're diet everything is right. everything right. Yeah. Yet, I know that you're not eating the let's food. Like, if you were eating what you say you're eating, you'd be getting results. Or maybe you're eating that way for one day and this yeah. is what you, you know, it takes time, guys. It takes patience. So I think that would be another part of my... Um, question that, or my answer there is, you know, have patience. Yeah. Like you can't just do this for a week and expect to have great results. It takes weeks and months and years to get to that point, guys. So yeah. you, this is a lifestyle. This mm -hmm. isn't just a short-term fix that you do it for a little bit and then you're going to be good for the rest of your life. Sustainability is everything and that takes into account daily behaviors and habits to get you to that point. One thing we kind of joke about with like people who are really living a lean lifestyle in that way for long term is that they're pretty boring people, pretty routine, pretty predictable. Like if you guys are sitting there, I wonder if Brad and Jess are going to work out today. Well, obvi, because we work out every day. I wonder if they're going to eat something healthy today. Well, totally, because that's just what we do, you know? Yeah, but I, then it's like, I wonder <laughs> if they're going to eat something unhealthy today. 
Maybe. Probably. Like, <laughs> or like, you know, we fit it in. Yeah, totally. Like, we don't eat perfectly healthy every single day. No. But we do fulfill our macronutritional needs every day and we do eat the foods that we need in the right portion sizes for our specific goals, which I think is what a lot of people fail yeah. to do. So if you're eating too many carbs and not enough protein and you just have no idea of how much you even should be targeting, then do the work. Yeah. Put in the work up front, weigh your foods, freaking get on a freaking program, freaking dial in your freaking nutrition, and you will be living lean. <laughs> All right, well, we'll just leave it at that, guys. That was the show. Uh, 20 questions. I think we, uh, we kept it in, you know, a good, good cadence at this episode. So right. hopefully you guys enjoyed it. What kind of question of the day do we got for our loyal, lovely viewers and listeners? Uh, I would like to know... <laughs> <laughs> I'm stumped right now. You don't gotta let me. Oh. Okay, let me ask the question then. Okay, go ahead. Down below, what type of food would you eat for the rest of your life if you never had to count calories? Ha ha. So it was a free That's a food. That's a good one. If what, if all foods had no calories. If it was the magical <laughs> macronutrient breakdown, what yeah. food would you eat? Put it down below. And we'll see you guys Bruno at the is next eat kibble for the rest of the <laughs> We'll life. see you guys at the next That's episode. Thanks for watching, Nick. <laughs> Live Lane. Big shout out to all our Live Lean podcast listeners. We love you and would so appreciate it if you would give this podcast a review. We need your feedback to improve and grow. So please give us a review right now.